0: And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Show on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at RealestateshowOregon.com. I'm Pete Belcastro. This is Alice Lima here. We're both real estate brokers with John L. Scott in Southern Oregon. We get together with you once a week here on the radio and on YouTube to talk about our favorite topic, which is Southern Oregon real estate. How are you doing?
1: Just doing great. The market is going through its usual winter <laughs> withdrawal, but it's it's been uh, recent.
0: You well, know. Well, the weather doesn't help sometimes when it's cold and foggy out. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't really want to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I think the demand is still there. That's not going to oh, go away. Oh my is gosh. It? We still have so many people out there that want to buy
1: property yeah. in Southern Oregon.
0: The problem we have, inventory has dropped quite low. We'll have next week, we'll have the latest SOMLS stats mm-hmm. out uh, to talk about those and see exactly what took place in November. But definitely, in our office, as we go through here, yeah. really all price, points, all price points, all price points.
1: Please list your house now.
0: All, all price points, This exactly is very true. Well, today here on the show, joining us today is Mark Taylor. Mark's right over here, and he's uh, the he's the president and the owner of the Southern Oregon Hemp Cooperative. Right, Th- that that is there, correct, That's correct Pete? And uh, so we want to thank Mark for joining us because Alice and I we've talked about hemp so much. And you grew up here in the Valley, first of all, right? You're that, a Butte Falls boy. That's correct, since 1962.
2: Yeah, so in a yeah, farmer,
0: yeah. too, a little bit of
2: everything. Yep, farm and, uh, and sheep ranch up on the Butte Falls Highway. Yeah, that's right. Uh-huh.
0: So you got into hemp
2: here. So were
0: you like everybody else, like we've talked to, who got into hemp? Or tell me how you got, what, what surprises someone to get into growing hemp right now?
2: Yeah, Pete, it's really, it was really quite distant from me or my family. Um, I, uh, I knew very little about the plant as of a couple of years ago and, uh, and really was kind of antithetical to uh, all things that were uh, cannabis uh, type <laughs> of, a, sure. of a plant. <laughs> I, uh, I, I never, uh, being a farm boy, I just never partook in what I thought was related at all to uh, marijuana hemp, say, for example. Yeah. But it was it was actually the marijuana interdu- inter- industry that introduced that started me started into that okay yeah because I'm a general contractor builder and um, <clears throat> I didn't make any judgment on the business and was approached by business people to build the greenhouses but oh that's how you got okay that yeah. was the key okay yeah. predominantly uh, grew the marijuana for medical reasons okay. and, uh, and I say I wasn't judgmental I was a little bit standoffish until I met the people. And I have to say, these were just straight-up good business people. Absolutely. I don't believe they were partakers, necessarily, in mm-hmm. sm- and smoking it. They were going for business reasons and creating good commerce. Is what do I, They were paying me good, mm-hmm. and I had nothing um, nothing negative all along that run of building greenhouses. And uh, as we were kind of talking here pre-show, the cycles of everything goes up and down, mm-hmm. and the marijuana business was hit by some uh, oversupply and uh, nationally and yeah, nationally and then some disappointment on that end and a few of those principles that I grew uh, that I uh, uh, constructed the greenhouses for uh, went into hemp and uh,
0: one of the things that we found out uh, was that people in terms of real estate that the the cannabis people initially were buying property correct yeah they were they, I were, mean, they were ownership were ca- positions cash there they, they were buying from property. all over the world everywhere mm-hmm. yes the, this group after is from San Francisco. Cr- okay, after that crash, then hemp comes along now, and what we're seeing is that people are not buying necessarily, they are leasing. Is that what you see generally in the, in the, in the world around us?
2: Yes, and I'd like to think that's kind of how I got introduced to uh, Alice. Um, uh, we, um, we have a number. I would say that's the largest segment of my contacts uh, right now is that uh, people are asking, uh, I have some land I'd like to uh, lease it on uh-huh. the on kind of what would you call the producer's side sure. or the the owner, the, the ownership yeah side of it, and then um, as a result of making some successful deals and just introducing we can the co-op considers itself a business a business platform that we get uh, good people on both sides of the commerce aisle, and we like to share a little bit of screening. Uh, but we like to share who we believe are good players in this industry. And we can talk about that later. Okay. So, yes, there is a lot of interest, and, and rightfully so, because as much as folks talk about <clears throat> the cannabis plant as being a weed, it is not, it is not easy or, or inexpensive to grow. To, to grow, grow yeah? harvest, and, yeah, and, and to really take care, care, of. care of it. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's Were a there lot. a
0: lot of people... You I mean you're a part of a co-op, right? Uh, and so you have mm-hmm. farmers or, or growers who are who, who are part of you. So you have standards and, That's I guess, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, how many acres, Alice? Gr- hemp? Uh, is it Nine thousand or more? You yeah, uh, uh, can probably go, answer that more. But, but, but what happens with this? I mean, we have all this. We have all this thousands of acres out there. You got a f- fifty growers are part of this thing. Was that uh-huh. everybody? Is that a, uh-huh. a tiny portion of it? Or who is still out there not being part of what you're doing?
2: T- tiny portion. The you're, ratio. You are. Oh yeah, yeah. Three thousand, I think, at the first sign-up group back in March. Uh, we had a spreadsheet to ask people what they wanted, what they were doing, and uh, and of those hundred and plus people that showed up at the meeting, uh, around the original fifty actually, mm-hmm. uh, reference that they had three thousand plus acres that in one form or another they own, uh, lease, mom, oh, pa's wow. property, or whatever. <laughs> Interesting, <laughs> inc- isn't that? And they're all yeah. local. Yeah um if from if you look at from some of them came from the coast uh uh-huh. came from uh, riddle uh-huh. uh, some of them came from the coast riddle and uh-huh. uh, and uh, kind of a wide and varied area it's a big valley so all ends of the valley i would say so those are different Klamath. growing conditions yeah we have really microclimates, and i don't believe right. that anything edified that clearer than this year <laughs> oh sure because of
0: all the things well we saw like you know i mean people would see and we talked about it on our show uh, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of acres just being grown up overnight with, with hemp growing, right? I mean, we Correct. saw that everywhere. Yeah, it was Correct. Right. Uh, everywhere. And, and you wonder what, you know, who's doing it, how they're doing it, uh, how <laughs> it's going. We heard that there, is there different types of uh, grades of plants? Is there different, I mean, what, what, what was planted here around us, I guess, first of all, what, what, what's here?
2: Boy, you're going to bring up a, a large and varied topic. Okay, well, uh, I don't want you now, to get into that, yeah, but just kind of briefly, well, what is yeah, that? Yeah, briefly, the seed genetics play a large part, I believe, in the, uh, in the successful grow operation. And uh, we have one prominent uh, player uh, up north that supplies a good portion so of the seeds. So all
0: these thousands and thousands of, of plants mm-hmm. that, that we around here came from one basic supplier?
2: Um, I'm going to say this Pete without having the Uh, exact, uh, uh, I'm going to say that 75%. Wow. Um, (laughs) prominent, prominent and quite a story in himself. And
0: what does it cost for a plant?
2: Well, uh, I, I uh, not to infer what you said, but like a seed seeds a is around, 90, around okay. 90 cents to a dollar per seed for feminized See, seed. See, this is what
0: we heard. I mean, you're not telling us mm-hmm. something that we, sometimes we don't. We, we've heard these things. Okay, you're, mm-hmm. what you're doing is backing
2: us up and saying, hey, that, that was true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I planted last year, as okay. I said. Mm-hmm. So I learned a little bit about the cost.
0: We heard it takes, <laughs> and I think we, we, last time again, we we've heard it takes $20,000 roughly to plant an acre. Um, I think that's
2: that's on the high side you can spend that much and of course economies of scale the lower you go in acreage the more it's going to cost you because labor and things can be more more efficient the more you have of it but uh, I found that mine was around as a small acreage was around 15 to 17 is Mm. what I spent and I and I made a lot of mistakes I could have trimmed that uh, we have a couple of board members that are very efficient farmers, uh-huh. and uh, boy, you know, it's like India, you see a craftsman do construction, you see a farmer farm. There is a big difference between the entry-level farmer, especially in hemp, and those that are at their fourth or fifth year. One of our members has oh. had the first license, I believe, at least the second license in hemp in the Valley. Oh, wow. Okay. And he's young. <laughs> and uh, very knowledgeable he would have done he would have done well no matter what he did but uh, it's really amazing to see what a calmer because we had some real challenges with weather mm-hmm. and I uh, I'm going to disclose that I, this year I paid him to grow little bit for me okay. because it's like anything he's a better contractor than he's i am he's a better grower than you he's <laughs> a <laughs> better grower he has a, and he <laughs> yeah. has a green thumb sure. and he really takes passion in what yeah. he does but he's also knowledgeable so he produced good results even in a tough environment to me that well, really that's awesome yeah and a good kid good person too call him kid because he's quite a bit younger sure. <laughs> and uh so i hope that answers your question i think that 15 he grew it clear down around 10 to 11 thousand. oh that's a dollars big difference. In, an acre and, uh, but he grew on larger, he got into that 26 to 35 acre. And, and, were, and were all the,
0: the, the plants that were generally the plants that grown here, the same type of plant then? The same, the same, whatever you call that? I mean, I, the reason I asked that, we heard that in Klamath County, it, it's different. They grow a different type of hemp plant in the coast or wherever you can grow different types. So mm-hmm. was everyone, mm-hmm. did most people grow the same plant here this year, I guess?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say uh, the same. I would say that there's about, um, this is my not being the most experienced in what the, the planters planted, but only having my ear to ground and listening, about five to seven different varietals, okay. varieties, strains, I guess they would be called. And, uh, and for example, the one farmer that I referenced there on the board there, he grew one that he specifically mentioned to me was uh, was touted as being mold resistant. <laughs> mold resistant. Yeah, it had I'll a good. It had a good. I don't know if it was resistant, but it had a good um, uh, barrier right. to the uh, mold.
0: I think we should invest in that one because yeah. that, <laughs> would be a, that would be that would be that would be a big thing here, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about what happened with the weather and how some of the crop was lost? because of that
2: yeah I would and that goes back to me uh, saying that uh, as a, a co-op operator I'm not here just to tell people all the good uh, in mm-hmm. regards to the industry no. uh, I have it's to educational be yeah it has to be a clearing board on, on what to look for and uh, what to not do I don't know if this would be a good segue
0: it's an educational thing for us because we want to know what's going on with the Mm -hmm. hemp industry it's such it it's going to play such a huge part in the economy of the valley for the future Uh and so we're people like us are curious as to you know and the listeners are too and listeners are too what, what
2: what happened here um yeah well first way i think there's a, a there's a, a a very relative point to what you're asking and that is the business plan okay. farmers have known farmers have known about weather since they first <laughs> planted <laughs> and, and and i believe that's something that uh, you have to deal with there is there is a process that i'll talk about that maybe helps protect you a, a little bit more but if it rains really hard and the climate turns against you i don't care if it's hay corn or whatever mm-hmm. uh, it's a real difficult scenario uh, we had a bad, uh, speaking of mold, we had a bad weather uh, process around the end of September. In September, when all that when, rain came. All the okay. rain came. And what I noticed, once again, comparing to the strong farmers and the weak farmers, is um, on the small farmers, that were a new panic hit. Was, oh, what's going to happen? And boy, they were. I got more members signing up <laughs> uh-huh. during the uh-huh. rains. Of uh, 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 what to do. So, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, what's to do? And, uh, and uh, what I found intriguing was I immediately reached out to the, two or three more knowledgeable farmers that I know, and they weren't panicked at all. They weren't panicked about they it. They were not panicked at all. Now- Because they- um, Because they, the the one reference that I speak of said, I had hemp on the ground, Now this was last year, and hey. I thought he was being a little bit too. I have, I'm an uh, older person, uh, and I had a little bit of money vested uh, in this industry, so I was worried. And uh, he said, uh, I had hemp growing and on the ground in November, last year really really and calm and he goes and he said besides that no i don't get into this person's mind too much but he said i have alternate plans i have two or three so when we see so when we see the rain coming we're
0: going to get it out of there quickly something like that is that what does? okay and and think
2: about how that can hurt the farmer Mm -hmm. if it's too wet or saturated and they don't have the infrastructure at that point to take care of it and dry it properly and really tender it and uh, we had a lot of things that we could talk about. And we're The, dry, the drying well, industry. Oh, so yeah, back yeah. When
0: my father used to see the rain coming and the hay was down, mm-hmm. we went out and got it up quickly. Same that's thing what, you did, too. Yeah. So that's, that's what happened was the rains. And how are you prepared? Great. <laughs> How are you prepared to deal with that? Is what, But it's such a new,
1: it. a new industry, and industries and new businesses go through a growing process just like humans. There's an infancy, an adolescence, and a maturity. Yeah. And it's okay to make mistakes, and it's great that the co-op is here because that yeah. will help, as time goes on, help everybody.
2: Oh. Well, th- that's so true, Alice. Yeah. Uh, she said a lot right there. <laughs> is, yeah.
1: Well, I'm a believer. It's going to be great yeah. for our valley. I, I'm,
2: really I'm, a be-
0: I'm a believer, too. and I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not anti-hemp or anything. I think we got a lot of issues <laughs> out there, though, that we're going to talk about because because we got a break coming up. What are we going to do with all the stems and in the, in the, in the things that are out yeah, in the fields, the plastic, the stuff plastic, like that? Yeah. What are we going to do next year? People lost a lot of money. Are they going to be back? All that kind of stuff. Mark Taylor here from the Southern Oregon Hemp Co-op is here. We're going to take a break, and we're coming right back to The Real Estate Show after this. Welcome back to The Real Estate Show on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at realestateshoworegon.com. Pete Belcastro, Alice Lima here in the house with you this weekend. Thanks for joining us on uh, uh, December the 7th. is our radio date here as we move toward Christmas and and what lies ahead for us. Our guest today is Mark Taylor, who's the head of the Southern Oregon Hemp uh, Co-op. I guess that's the right—I love that word. I love co-ops. You know, co-ops are on the— Big trend back, you know, food co-ops, all sorts of things, farmers that's, co-ops, things like that. That's so correct. What you've done is the hemp farmers here are joining into a cooperative, right? That's correct. To uh, yeah. probably, maybe get through the first year. But anyway, what did you think of that?
1: Well, and you started this, so this was your baby going in to organize people. Is
2: that correct? Mm, that's correct. Remember, yeah. the reason is I kind of failed. <laughs> uh, when I planted the first year, which was last year. So uh-huh. it was a real, I didn't want anybody and it. It was an odd failure because I, I had a business that funded me and paid for my uh, my livelihood. And uh, when I finally seen the numbers though of all the money I put out by not paying attention uh-huh. to mm. my crop, to my uh, babies. It changes you, it, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. changes you. Then yeah. I go, wow, that would have been some real money. And now I did all right, because I made a little bit more, but every g- good farmers, I started mm-hmm. meeting with them and I said, if I'm meeting with good farmers, the knowledgeable people, uh, I wonder if other people have the access that I do as a result mm-hmm. of the uh, previous uh, being in the industry. Mm-hmm. So I had these connections, and, and I said uh, it was painful. Me. And once again, as I said, my family failed in the farm. And doesn't matter if you grow corn, you're raising cattle, or whatever. If you fail, it's a painful thing. It's an expensive and thing. It's an expensive yeah, I mean thing, that's and, that's, that's, yeah. and it hurts your family. Yeah. 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 And I and I once again to transition a little bit. I don't know if you've heard. I've, I've joined with Hemp University, and so that we co Oh, very cool. Yeah, we have a concerted effort, um, and it's a January 26 kickoff as a fundraiser for some of the farmers that uh, experienced uh, such devastating uh, effects. That um, uh, some of them um, actually, um, you know, we've heard and pretty much documented, took their lives. Oh, no. Is that right? That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, there, oh. were, there were
0: fields that were totally, totally lost, lost weren't there? Lost, I mean, it, it you if know. you put. Ha- Okay, you just said you put fifteen to seventeen thousand kind of into an acre, and you lose per it all, Alice. And you're hundreds and hundreds of acres. Yeah, yes. and that's
1: yeah. that's a shame. Well, we'll have to help. Uh, we'll help promote that fundraiser. Yeah, because well, things can go you. wrong. Do you want to address some of the not so sunny side of growing hemp?
2: <coughs> yeah, and uh, and I was I, I think I was talking to you or, or another person earlier, and uh, oh, Capital Press called just this morning. They're well-known agricultural magazine, and uh, they wanted to know the ins and outs and what's happening here with the industry. And, and I brought up the word greed. Okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, like the movie with Michael Douglas, Greed's Good. And I kind of ascribe to that. I think if you're going to grow something, greed's good within wanting a, a fair return back on your investment and on what you do. And, uh, and, uh, and, and a lot of this uh, business was kind of propagated by people that had made a lot of money the year before. And, of course, what happens when that right. happens, they share it. Right. And they kind of brag. They kind of brag a little bit. And when they're bragging, their neighbors hear it and they get kind of envious. Mm. I got a little bit of property. Oh, and it's a weed. I hate that. I mean I like it when the aspect it is a durable plant, but it does need to be tendered. It does need to be cared for. You gotta have infrastructure for hemp. It's unlike anything else. So anyway, I think people threw it on the ground and they like build it and they will come or something oh, like yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, plant it and they will come was was really just about the extent of many small farmers' attitude. Mm -hmm. And so the disappointment, you talked, Pete, about the money being lost. They had pride. They were telling their wife, hey, we're going to be able to pay the farm off. It
0: it was like in in cannabis. People were coming through saying, I'm going to make a million dollars on this thing. Uh, I'm going to make a million dollars growing hemp here. I can make $20,000 an acre. Isn't that true? They're borrowing money from their in-laws and their their friends. So that's what happened with many, many people.
2: In our valley and and throughout Oregon and probably Tennessee, and we do follow other co-ops and what they're doing, the platform, the stage was set for immense disappointment because, oh, yeah. because oh. you know i was just reading once again in the little in the little uh, online magazine and a farmer from tennessee said i grew tomatoes and i grew you know f- corn and i barely made it and when i heard i could make fifty thousand dollars an acre sure i and he right. says and he says in the little story right now i'm still holding on to five thousand pounds of hemp that i don't know what to do with
1: what <laughs> five thousand that's okay. small just a couple wow. he just
2: he was smart. He only grew on a couple acres. It didn't kill him uh-huh. like some people put their I've had people come to me and say that I've invested my retirement. Oh, oh I'm sure. Dear. No,
0: I, I <laughs> yeah. You can't go from just a few maybe hundreds of acres here to 10,000 acres Without people knowledge and who's growing this and what's happening, you can just well, see that's it. Right. Right? that's I mean, speculation. Yeah. So that's what that is. Yeah. That's speculation. Yeah. My yeah. another question for you, Mark, is what happens now to all the the debris that's left over here? I mean, we see piles of stems, we see plastics and stuff. What's what's the what's going to happen with that? I mean,
2: I'm just. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And, and, of course, you can imagine where I'm getting most of the negative calls from in our valley oh, is, sure. from, is from Ashland. Oh, and okay. Yeah, <laughs> they're very environmentally across conscious. Across the hill, you can see yeah, across, across the, the hill. Hell. And uh, there's girls, girls over there. What I, really, you know, what I really like and love about the hemp industry for all of its right now challenges that we have is it's the most coalescing. Uh, warmest group of people and it would be really easy for me not to acknowledge that but i've been sure. in the construction all my life it's highly competitive but it's not coalescing. it is you know rush to that next job ahead of the other guy to make sure you get it uh the hemp industry is just a bunch of fellowship so to that point uh i've been called in the last two weeks with two or three now some of them are contractors for pay but one lady um uh, that's a team uh, two women um uh, offered a program and they want donations they're asking for donations to go and pick it up and hoping that the goodwill of the farmer will help them and i ran a little ad to that uh, to that point and that uh, that idiom to where they had they found a recycler there's very few you know and that's right, why everything right. goes to china but they found one apparently I, I don't know what brook's oregon but it's a recycler in brook's oregon is this for the plastic yeah oh, for the plastic cool. And uh, so she asked if I could run that ad. I thought we could go, I'm behind. I hope I ran it. Do they, do you, uh, the
0: stems, Do they, are they going to burn oh, them? Or gonna, oh, to I heard they can grind them up and put them back into well, the soil. Is that true? Or what's going to happen with, uh, there's it, piles and piles, piles of, of stems, stuff. yeah. Oh my God.
2: And, uh, and I hope that's not a mix. Some people uh, do it kind of fast and furious and they end up mixing some of the stems with the plastic and make sure. it harder to recycle. But so uh, don't, do that. don't do that. No, don't do that, please. No. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if, if you notice, we talked about some of the farms right here around the uh, around the station. Yeah. And uh, now uh, that gentleman is, a, is an advanced farmer that I know of. And uh, he plows it right back into the ground. And if you read the, you know, United Nations and the USDA report on on uh, taking the uh, the biomass and just plowing it back You're in the stems now. Yeah, the so f- they, grind, they have to
0: grind them up. Though, to do yeah, that, they probably right? row them
2: tiller room and disk them back in, but really? they do go back into the soil. Now we get many many calls okay. on the fiber because that's good fiber. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. it was feed once. It was a feed source oh. for and, and, animals. Oh. Didn't they make well,
1: ropes that's... and strings and stuff?
2: Yeah, it's it's one of the the most uh, industrial product. The, the reason, yeah, but anyway, uh, I think that's uh, that's going to be handled. Now our property compared to Klamath Falls, right. which we alluded to a little bit earlier or we talked about prior to the show, uh, has cheaper property mm-hmm. than sure. over here in right. the Rogue Valley. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe, and I hope uh, we've got uh, some uh, farmers from the Bend area and Klamath Falls area okay. that understand that they have large um, plots of uh, land that's cheaper and they want to grow that, uh, that vertical stock planted close mm-hmm. together for the benefit of the fiber industry. And that will be huge because pretty soon, what uh, Hemp University, I believe, and the the co-ops are working on is trying to get products. Everybody wants to be a farmer. Like they want to be a cowboy isn't that or funny they want to be a farmer Isn't that
0: funny? that's come full circle because it wasn't really that popular not that long ago nobody wanted to be a farmer and now we all <laughs> wanting to be farmers again yes, Instead, we gotta make some money th- we being, have uh, to start man- we have
2: to start manufacturing and we are going to okay so i take that the plant. would be so awesome so,
0: and this so we got another break so we take the plant you take the you take the leaves correct just strip yeah, the, the leaves th- off of them, right? That's correct. Okay, There's machines that do that, a- and they're machines. But that that's do for
2: that. the CBD oil, is that correct? Yeah, anything that you get, you don't want to, The stock has less CBD content in it. We can talk a little bit. Once again, a wide and varied subject, okay. quite vast. But uh, we we want to concentrate. The most of the CBD is in the flowers, trichomes, I believe they call uh-huh. them, and that part of the plant, and that's a lot of the money right there. That farmers don't realize. It takes time if they don't have that machine to hand strip, hand strip, and do that work. So. They don't so, write a good ROI.
1: Return on investment,
0: ROI. some of the people that they were stripping those, I saw them with branches, and they were stripping mm-hmm. the flowers mostly off them first, that kind of thing. That's correct. And that's the thing. That's just, yeah. and, and is who buys this stuff?
2: I mean, where do you where do the co-op oh. sell it?
0: Where, where do you where do you who buys it?
2: Oh no, I have to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I would get a lot more members if I knew every market to where to place the product that people are, are so desperate to sell, even right now. And that goes back to the business plan again sure. that we been going on. I yeah. get calls on October the 1st, true story, with people asking me, hey, I got a bunch of hemp, do you know who's buying it? Oh, that is not a good marketing yeah, plan. Yeah, <laughs> you want to know that first. No, yes, I was to, always like to do I don't mean to insult them. Uh, But I always liken to the guy that has a little fruit or berry stand. And the first thing he thinks about is his little shed that's going to go along the road. Where is he going to put it? Maybe start a web page. Maybe start reaching out to institutional buyers. I mean, that's what I do to try to help the the co-op members is calling. I've called Levi Strauss. I've called. Oh, uh, did you? What did they say? Uh, I've got nowhere. But but, so that's not a negative. I didn't really expect so the first couple Uh of times. And there's a long story about opening up Oregon Hemp Co-op. I want to have other uh, liaisons with other good co-op operators so sure. we have more land, more property, and they'll recognize us because I don't know if you uh, know about the OSU research program. I, I but was, was going to
0: bring that up there. Oregon State University has the, the Hemp Institute. Oh, is it called yeah. the Hemp Institute there yes. at OSU?
2: Largest in the nation.
0: It's huge. I mean, yeah. this is, we're talking really big economic stuff oh. here, and, and we want to be the leader of it here. And our, yeah. big, our big complaint is we don't see processing here. We don't see... Um, products being made manufactured here from cbd oils etc etc it's being shipped somewhere else and those jobs are going with it we oh. just don't want to be a grower here is that right oh. i think i'd
1: like to see a mix because of the jobs and, the, and the variety you're,
2: of jobs you're, you're and, uh, you guys are gonna believe this or not but i get goosebumps Aww. when we start, to, <laughs> when, we start to, when you live in this hemp valley all these bumps. years and you read henry ford's little uh, idiom on building the car yeah out of hemp you know, and I hope I have just a little bit of time to talk about young people and an encouraging word for young people to enter this market and to do to their own research. It's amazing. If you think that Henry Ford built the automobile out of hemp. I did this not know a, that. This is upholstery. This is fenders. This is plastics. He added hemp to everything, and, uh, and it's a very durable product, by the way. Uh, we know why the industry was, uh, was, uh, was stalled by the cotton industry that looked at it as a threat. Oh, okay, and, yeah. mm. uh, and it goes back really interesting. But if young people with Google now. We didn't have Google back no, when no. Henry Ford just decided. He was a great industrialist, as we all know, and quite a mind. And he goes, hey, this is a good product. Of course, Thomas Jefferson, all of our forefathers mm-hmm. knew about the benefits of hemp. And, and that's why I, uh, I, I really get concerned when folks my age, as folks my age that somehow associate hemp what that horrible, psychotic drug is. cannabis. No, they're totally cannabis. different. They're, they're, totally, yeah, totally yeah, different.
0: Really so the plant in your eyes is as good as what everyone says it is. It's that kind of a Oh, multi- exponentially
2: more. I think my calling was to speak and uh, hopefully be just as uh, passionate as I am about really? the hemp industry. Oh, it's a it's gonna go, even, even in my mind, I know there's no limits. If it wouldn't be for the psychotic effect of marijuana, can you imagine where we'd be in this nation if there was only hemp? It would have been accepted. It would have been prospered by the people the oh, cotton yeah. industry used it as oh my gosh that's why it was on the uh, on the FBI's list as a as a drug it was only because industry didn't want it cuz it's mm. a superior textile it's a superior strong they're even relating it to, from what I understand to Kevlar in strength wow so we could be decades further along
1: but with technology now oh. and you know the AI and the internet and mm-hmm. all these interesting bio things that they're adding to fabrics and plastics to make things oh. Yeah. that we can't even dream of we right now. Just think now.
2: of 3D imaging and and where that's going. That's yeah. the, the, the analytical capabilities. We should get
1: a three a 3D printer, Mark. We should get a 3D printer <laughs> and start <laughs> making hemp. That would, that would be more members wow. for the co-op. Let's do that, and go. it's you more want to jobs, talk about and it's more jobs. And young people um, that grew up on the internet and grew up in the digital age, they could be that part of the industry. They right. don't
0: have to be a farmer. And we need to get pe- we need to keep the jobs here. We if need we to can, keep the jobs here instead of shipping here. them out. We got a break coming up here. One more segment to go. We're with Mark Taylor today talking about. Hemp and the Southern Oregon Hemp Co-op and what an interesting discussion that we've learned so much today about what's taking place around us and its future. It looks pretty darn bright as well. We've got a break coming back after the Real Estate Show continues after this. The Real Estate Show continues here on KCMX News Media 880 and on YouTube at realestateshoworegon.com. Pete and Alice with you here today with Mark Taylor from the Southern Oregon Hemp Co-op and Alice you've you've been really supportive of this. I, I'm way. a big fan I'm a big You're a big fan. investor in UC, lots of openings and opportunities for people right? Well
1: and that's what it's all about I want Southern Oregon to have some sustainable jobs and some sustainable industry that's also uh, works for the um, the um, people that live here and to have some variety mm-hmm. and I think hemp offers that because it's not just the farming it's processing we were just talking about using it in digital and during the break I jokingly asked if you could build a house out of it and what do you know
2: Yes, you can, and uh, it actually uh, has been done. We have a uh, we have a long-standing long longstanding, actually a recent resident to our valley who is a uh, real procurer of uh, of hemp concrete and hemp bri- bricks and. Uh, and uh, I think he's, uh, he's getting up there in age, but uh, he slowed a little bit on the building, but he's come to Oregon to do more research, and uh, he's also working with Oregon State University to, that I'd to like to that. talk about. I believe, I, I, I know he has a researcher up there, and I believe they're tied in. But, are, they uh,
0: growing, are they growing hemp at the OSU Research Station here in Jackson County? Or are they, I, doing any, do are, are do they doing any experimenting with anything out there? That with I that? do not
2: know, and that's okay. a great question. Uh, you know, all you do is you see it, uh, the uh, the statement on their web page is right. they grew in uh, three or four five acre plots for seed right. Genetics and optimizing uh, hemp, and uh, and they actually called the co-op and uh, reached out to us, Jay and. Um, Jane Noller, I'm trying to think of the other gentleman's yeah. name, but just, yeah, very nice to, to say that they would like to use our co op as kind of the library to see with a cloud based system because yeah. it is going to be based, cloud based testing is, is coming into the forefront. Wow. As you know, to where farmers can share information and w- to a research um, uh, entity like OSU, they would love to know how their seed genetics are prospering mm-hmm. or propagated in a field, and the best way to do that is through a uh, cloud based system, it's of course. It's going to be
1: Hempapedia.
2: Instead of Wikipedia, oh. it's going to be
1: Hempopedia.
2: Yeah, don't get me. I can always trump that and add one more. But go, I go like for that. it. <laughs> well, it's hemispherical, hempocratic. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the we'll hemisphere, yeah. the Southern Oregon well, hemisphere. Well, it sure I have <laughs> a Hippocratic oath. <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: it sure seems that uh, we're just at the very tip of the iceberg with all of this, and uh, we're we we I don't even know where it's going to go, but I, I I'm excited about uh, it. I think we got to be careful, though. Again, we got issues with the land and, and what about we, water and water yeah the other what thing, about you
2: know. water yeah well, if we grew m- mostly hemp, we would actually uh, we would actually lower our water usage needs in the agriculture versus what oh versus corn or any other crop. Or hay, it's well known. hay, probably. Yeah, hay in- included. I you know I think the United Nations issues uh, uh, issues reports uh, that I think are accurate. And their agronomists have studied it, and it really does help uh, countries with uh, with low. So, ha- yield so
0: how were these fields watered this year? Because there were no sprinklers on them, so they have to be coming from underground or along the ground, right?
2: Yes, drip systems. The plastic
0: is the drip system. At itself. Yes, that's so correct. So water goes into the plastic and then that will drip into those where they have the uh, the, um, the, the plants. Yep. yep.
2: Little emitters come out. Just so like that's why we your didn't see any sprinklers or things uh-huh, like yeah, that. Yeah, because we did, wondered about they that. They to get it on yeah. the plant anyway. So, yeah, so and of course they're, they're trying that. not to propagate other weeds, so they're trying to con- uh, you know condense mm-hmm. or concentrate, I should say, the water within the plant arena our area our growth r- root zone it's efficient way it is an efficient way to plant it does uh, produce a lot of plastic because mm-hmm. um, some farmers uh, this year grew on 100 200 uh, 300 acre well, plants it, it was yeah. you start
1: doing the math well, whoever yeah.
0: sold all that plastic made a whole lot of money. That's so all I can say. don't you think, though, that, that, that uh,
1: there's going to be a, tech, a technology opportunity in the plastic development to have something that's maybe a little bit biodegradable or it'll be stronger? Maybe they'll even make it out of hemp. It'll be strong it and sturdy plastic, in the right. beginning, and yeah. then it can automatically within uh, – what is the growth cycle?
2: Uh, it, it, it depends um, but it flower you know if it was autoflower that's something really exciting that we can talk about if we ever if we had more but time but but if the plastic
1: but could self destruct mm-hmm. after the oh, end well of the that's a good, the good point. Uh, we,
2: uh, there's, uh, there is the, the uh, other plastic that adds to it. I don't know about the drip system, how we'd make that biodegradable because it has to be strong. Uh-huh. But, the, but the actual mat that's covered uh, that you see out there that we put right. down for a barrier, a weed barrier, uh, folks have been making, uh, there's two companies primarily that I know of that actually make biodegradable at least uh, ground covering. Uh, for the uh, plant. So See, that's the direction we need to go. Does straw
0: work? Does straw work that way? Well, we saw some pl- some, some fields yep. of straw around. Remember this? <coughs> yeah,
2: one or two it? farmers uh, did it out in, we have a couple farmers out in the Provo Murphy area, okay. and uh, they tried straw. Uh, they still had quite As a bit it of worker, weed, that didn't, didn't work very good for their field. And, yeah. and if you do that, I think it would work, but you'd need more laborers to pull more of mm. the weeds. It helps. help. W- and and,
0: and th- we're almost out of time again here. Where did everybody come to work yeah, in these fields? Yeah. Was, it, was it migrant workers, or where did the workers come from?
2: Yeah, that's really... Every subject is large and broad (laughs) here. I try to condense it. I try to condense it. I had uh, some of the large growers, and I thought it was wrong, to be honest with you, make statements. They were going to bring in people from Puerto Rico. They're going to bring in people from Mexico. And it is only my feeling, but being a uh, general contractor for 40 years, one of the big dangers is if you don't pay people per Oregon labor laws, and you don't have OSHA Mm -hmm. involved. In other words, you can do that too fast. and we saw that, we saw that. Not planning again, Yeah, and you can have injuries, you can have all kinds of problems. Uh, And and, and, a matter of fact, some of those those farmers, when I talked to them at some of the meetings, I said, oh, I have to do it. I have to find labor, and they are really pushed on that. And I just cautioned them on what I just talked about. But they ended up, because they didn't want to deplete their CBD content, there is something to hand... Uh, it's, it's an important um, uh, analysis. Hand harvesting, hand harvesting, as opposed right. to uh, doing it with the machine, oh. okay. and uh, and eventually including some of these right around us here, I, they buckled because the labor never came. Well, for one thing, it's a very short s- s- season. What are we sure. going to do? Put them all on our avenues? Well. it would have been, been mean spirited, as far as I'm concerned. Those mm-hmm. people would not have found jobs afterwards.
0: Well, we were. We was, I was in Clam Falls at a hotel when we went over there, and they said it was like two months. They were full the entire two months. And I go, what's going on? She says, they're hemp, uh, hemp, not growers yeah. but hemp right. workers yeah. workers mm-hmm. so uh, they're, har- staying, they're hiring and they were staying in hotels because there was yeah. no place to where are they to right now where yeah, are I, all those people see that's right the now? thing they're gone they're gone so, so they're here are, and they're, are
2: they're gone are they don't have the money if they didn't budget the money if it wasn't set up an accounts form it could be once I said a very I yeah. think cruel thing to do we have workers uh, here the co-op is trying to get into training but uh, you know a lot of that is endemic that our young people have to enjoy it because yeah. the old people are not going to come out and do this r- uh, rigorous work
1: no. The hand harvesting, yeah, yeah you'd, you'd
2: want to be long days well, for only a short sturdy body. Of, for a of time. Well, see, even
0: mm-hmm. in hemp, if you're a farmer, you take <coughs> risk. I don't care, farmers or farmers and ranchers, you take risk all the time, and big risk, big reward. They say, right? Sometimes, uh, sometimes yeah. it works the other way. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's correct. this whole hemp, the whole hemp industry start, start is so Starting any business, yeah.
1: start. It's starting a business. It's yeah. it's creating a business opportunity
0: yeah. and yeah. it's I've, risky i've learned from you you got to have a plan and, and i could and, go back to and that and you all could day see long that, <laughs> you can certainly see when the rains came. if you didn't have a plan before the rains came you're, you're going to lose your crop and that's what exactly what happened. so yeah. that's things the, like that
2: the, the main part of any plan is you know they say in real estate it's location 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 and the hemp business it is marketing 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 there has to be 101 of your of your hemp grow operation and I had folks that were really sophisticated. I knew them, and they would call me at the last moment, and I said, well, well, what did you plan on when you grew this? And you know, it's been said, do not plant a plant in the ground unless you have a place to sell it. Yeah. N- that was like four and two. Now, I'll no. go a little bit less than that. I'll say if you just write up a good plan and you kind of know at least what it's going to sell for, you know, maybe ask some uh-huh. people, what do you project? And I yeah. had my projections and they were fairly accurate from what I believe is knowledge and okay. talking to other people. And I got most of all the questions on October the 1st. And that is not a good time to be asking your okay, questions.
0: F- final question for you. What's, wh- what is an acre, what is it bringing in today? A pound of, uh, of hemp or what? Is, what well, is it roughly bringing in?
2: Well, the yield is approximately, for a good farmer, about 2,000 pounds per acre, and right. um, and I think I can say this because I know it to be true. Um, it depends on the quality, Pete, right. but it ranged anywhere from about $12 a, uh, a pound to up to uh, 25 uh, maybe a little bit more. By different, last did year, by different grades. Different, okay. different last percentages year it of was? CBT. Around 30. I got 35 so you got um, more for, last for mine. Year, good more for market. you. Yeah. 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 That nice job. That was last year. Yeah, last year didn't get it, you didn't get yeah. it this year yeah. <laughs> quite a bit less this year well, look, how, how can much.
0: someone find you if they want to get a hold of you mark I uh, know you've got uh, either a, a, the, a, the web address is so am this right
2: mm-hmm, please <laughs>
0: SOor right right S O O R hemp Co. Oh my god here you you give it, you read it I can't read that one
2: Southern I said Southern Oregon Hemp Co-op so it's S. You can just o- google it and you'll yeah, right, find yeah. it Yeah yeah you type if you type in yeah. Southern Oregon Hemp Co-op I'll come up and um, and hopefully uh, I I think uh, uh, most of the, the farming community that knows me knows that I uh, live and breathe this and uh, yeah. I'm here to serve. It's a good business to business network that yeah. well, uh, I can for answer most being questions. Here. Gosh, I've learned a lot as usual. Yeah, it's I so exciting. Your and yeah.
0: Good luck to you and good luck to all that and we'll see what happens. You come back again next uh, you know in a while and we'll we'll update us and see what's would, going on again because it's not would, going it's not going away. Yeah, we're it at there. It is that. here to stay, folks, and uh how we deal with it, as you say, how we do it uh, makes a huge difference, whether you're successful or not in jobs and all the things that go with it. Hey, we're out of time today, so thank you for joining us here on The Real Estate Show. Big thanks to Brett Nance, who does our video thank camera you, here for our show. We appreciate his work as well. You got, uh, I guess you're out here for another week. We'll talk to you next week. We got Arvar coming in next week. We're going to talk about what happened in the world of real estate uh, this last year in their eyes. So mm-hmm. uh, the Zupans will be with us. Mm-hmm. So kind of a year in review because this re- is the yeah. end of the decade. The end of the folks. decade. yes, yeah, the, the end of the, of the of the, the decade. decade. That'll be it for The Real Estate Show. Have a great week, everybody, and God bless you all.